What is up and welcome in Minnesota United fans and supporters. We are here live from the basement, not at Allianz Field tonight. Tuesday is just a tough day to get away. Uh, we got some family stuff going on on Tuesday nights. So um, we're in the basement for this one, but we are here for post loons, breaking down a, uh, a bittersweet draw for Minnesota United as they go toe to toe with LAFC for 90 plus minutes and come away 1 1 on the scoreline, and each team shares one point out of this one. Is it enough to propel Minnesota United to the playoffs? We will find out. But either way, a well-fought match, but a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth. Definitely coming out of there with just one point when you really needed three to try to solidify that playoff standing. What's going on? My name is Jeremy Rushing here for Post Loons. We are presented by SodaSoccer.com, your new home for soccer coverage in the North. If you haven't checked us out yet at SOTASoccer.com, please do. Uh, plenty of great content up there, not only on Minnesota United, but we have a Gophers piece up. We, up, we just partnered with uh, Equal Time Soccer to bring you more women's soccer content there as well. Um, some, uh, you know, Speaking of, of women's soccer, we had some Minnesota Aurora pieces on the site during their season. Um, MNUFC2 is featured on the site. Just a lot of different pieces from different corners of the Minnesota soccer landscape. So make sure you're checking us out. That's sodasoccer.com. And if you want to support our work, you can subscribe to our Patreon for as low as $3 a month. You can check that out, patreon.com slash sodasoccer. Yes, it is a 1-1 draw from Minnesota United. If you are getting into the stream just now uh, and you want to leave a question or comment, please do so, and then I'll respond to it as we get uh, moving along in the stream here. Um, that's if you're watching on YouTube. Now, if you're watching on Twitter and you want to get involved in the conversation, you're going to have to go to our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com, search Post Loon, search Soda Soccer. You'll see triple digit subscribers just reached a, a big subscriber threshold. So thank you to everybody who's uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, if you're watching on Twitter and you want to get involved, going to have to go to our YouTube channel to drop a question or comment there in the stream as we get rolling along here, just like Eric Grady did. How's it going, Eric? Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. He says, do you think someone put a curse on Amaria? Also, why doesn't he try to one time strike more often? He usually his extra touch causes him to lose the ball often. Yeah, that happened a couple times tonight. And I think, you know, that this could be me reading into it a little too much. It, it might have to do with just maybe he's not as confident as he was in, you know, mid-August, early to mid-August, even in July, when he was really on fire. Um, maybe that lack of confidence is causing him to causing him to overthink the situations, take too many touches, take that extra touch uh, when he should be one timing it or or just taking something quicker off the volley instead of letting it go to the turf. Um, yeah, he's he's been quiet over the stretch. He's had plenty of chances, had one off the bar tonight. Um, you know, you, you want to see more out of your striker, obviously. Um, when Minnesota United was really cooking in the summer, Luis Amaria was getting on the score sheet. And you see they're not cooking right now, and Amaria has not scored in quite a while. So it's, uh, you know, he needs to step it up and turn it around if Minnesota United's going to, A, get to the playoffs, but B, do something once they get in to the postseason. If you want to be like Eric and drop a question or comment, please do that. Also leave us a thumbs up and tap that bell to be notified whenever we drop a new episode. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel if you would be so kind and do so. Um, I'm going to get in though to my three things as we get rolling here. Some, you know, three big takeaways from the match tonight. And my first thing, pretty simple, kind of already, already mentioned this, but this is a bittersweet point for Minnesota. In a vacuum, this is a very well-fought match and a deserved draw for Minnesota. Both the Loons and LAFC went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, had equal chances. 
well played on both sides. But this draw would be a lot easier to digest and even maybe be seen objectively as a good result if you had just gotten a few points over the last couple weeks. To come into this match at home against LAFC on a three-match losing streak uh, when you probably should have gotten at least, you know, definitely I think should have gotten three points against Portland, maybe another point against FC Dallas. You know, if, if you get a few points in that stretch leading up to this and you give yourself a little bit of the buffer from the playoff line, this may actually be seen as a good result and a further indicator that you can continue to compete with the top teams in the West. But being that you didn't get those results leading in, and now you come into this match needing all three points, that's what makes this draw sour. That's really what leaves that sour taste in the mouth coming out of this one. You put yourself in a position with your lack of performance over the last two weeks, lack of goal scoring, specifically over the last two weeks, where anything less than three points tonight was going to feel disappointing. And yes, you played well. Yes, you went toe-to-toe with LAFC. But you only come away with a point when you really could have used three to further your playoff standing. And that is where you are if you're Minnesota, and it's all due to that performance leading up to this match, not necessarily this match specifically. Um, My second thing, still looking for attacking goals. Eric brought it up in the comments, talking about Amaria and maybe his lack of confidence. You know, Brent Coleman is the one who broke the 320-plus minute goalless streak for Minnesota in this one. Brent Coleman, your center back. You're still, if you want to look into this even further, you're still more than 360 minutes removed from the last time an attacking player scored a goal for Minnesota. That has to change moving forward. It's talking about Amaria needing needing to get it back together and turn things around. The entire attack seems like it needs to get back on the same page, get back together, and, and figure out how to produce goals. It doesn't help when you're missing pieces. You've been missing Ray leading into this one. Even with Ray, you're missing both Bangi Longwani and Franco Fragapane. You get Fragapane back on Saturday, but now you're going to be without Reynoso again because he gets uh, suspended for yellow card accumulation. So it has been a lot of moving around, moving pieces along the front, but you still, even with the depth, even with moving to your depth pieces, you still have enough quality along the front to be able to produce more than uh, produce any goals. You have enough quality to produce some goals. You haven't produced any along the front over these last three matches. And that is a huge concern as you move down the stretch here in these last three. You don't control your own destiny against LA Galaxy anymore because the Galaxy have two games in hand on you for Minnesota. And you're only four points clear. I mean, excuse me, five points clear of them. Um, so Galaxy is going to make up those games in hand and depending on the results, who knows? what that table is going to look like at the end of the season, but you need to get back on the score sheet. SKC, um, San Jose and Vancouver are coming up. Those are your final three matches. Look to be three pretty winnable matches, but you need to score goals. You can't be relying on center backs to get on the score sheet. You need to score goals. That needs to change. The attackers, the front line needs to step up on this team and produce some goals. My final thing on a positive note, the defense steps up again. This is the second straight match that the defense has really answered the call and uh, and stepped up in a big way. I don't think it's any surprise that this is also the second straight match that DJ Taylor has been involved in, on the on the back line. Um, I think Coleman's really settling into his role. Boxall's turning things around. Um, you're, you're seeing really good play from Kamar Lawrence and DJ Taylor along the flanks as well. Um, this this defense is really whether it's a three back, four back, 
you're finally starting to see some consistency and continuity along this back line. And, and that bodes well because this is the back line that's going to uh, move forward and going to be your back line theoretically when you get into the playoffs. Yes, it's not your first choice back line, but, but it is your, it's the back line you're going to roll with. And they have been, uh, they have been looking good over the last two matches. So hopefully that bodes well moving forward. It's going to end my three things on a positive note. Um, Just to reiterate, it's a bittersweet point. You're obviously still looking for attacking goals and the defense steps up yet again. Got a few more people trickling trickling into the stream tonight. If you want to leave a question or comment, please go ahead and do that. Uh, leave your takeaways, your thoughts, your feelings on the 1-1 draw tonight at Allianz Field and why you're doing that. I'm going to go give a big old shout out to our friends over at Pence Homes. P-E-N-T-Z, homes.com. Oh, clicked the wrong thing. Hold on. Let me get the banner. Let me get the banner. Come on. There it is. P-E-N-Z-Homes.com is where you can find Pence Homes and learn more about them. Uh, Nate Pence, the fearless leader of Pence Homes, is very heavily involved in the Minnesota soccer community. He's a huge supporter of Minneapolis City, Minnesota Aurora, and obviously Minnesota United as well. Um, and we're proud to have him support us at SodaSoccer.com as well and the Post Loons postgame show. Not only is he involved in the Minnesota soccer community, though, Nate and his team can help you sell your home for top dollar and get into your new home at a rate that's not going to break your bank. He knows the market. He has the team and the technology to get the job done. And countless people have worked with Nate and Pence Homes and had an excellent experience. I'd say almost exclusively had an excellent experience with Nate and Pence Homes. If you don't believe me, just go to their website, pentzhomes.com. Check out all their five-star reviews. They're plentiful and they're real because they do an excellent job. Nate and his team are awesome at what they do, helping people buy, sell, or both in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. So if you're in that spot, where you're looking to either upgrade your home, downsize, just move into a new place, um, hit up Nate and his team. They can help you out. Again, you can see the web URL there, pentzhomes.com. Check out the reviews, um, make contact there. Or if I've sold you here and you want to go ahead and make direct contact with Nate and his team, you can contact Nate directly. You can see his name, N-A-T-E, at pentzhomes.com. Just shoot him an email and let him know Jeremy from Soda Soccer sent you. Big thanks to Nate and Pence Homes for sponsoring the post-game show and what we're doing there at sodasoccer.com. As I mentioned, if you have any big takeaways from the match tonight, feel free to drop those in the chat. And while you're here at the on our YouTube channel, give us the thumbs up, tap the bell to be notified when we drop a new video. And also, uh, continue to help us raise our subscriber number. We're over 100 subscribers now. So if you, if you subscribe to the channel, obviously that'll help us move forward and raise that up. So if you wouldn't mind subscribing to the channel, if you don't already, that would be awesome. Now it's time to get into the match moments where we kind of chronologically go through the biggest moments of the match. In the first half, things start in the 21st minute where the Loons hit a counterattack. Garcia plays it back and forth with Reynoso then sends in an incredible ball. This is just an unreal low pass cross to Amaria. Um, But the number nine hits the post with the right foot and things stay scoreless early on. Just three minutes later, Ariaga gets forward on the right flank, finds Amaria with a cross. Paraguayan's header is directly into the arms of Crepo. Amaria stays down for a bit, but eventually makes his way to his feet and plays on. 33rd minute, Carlos Vela gets into the 18 and tries a low percentage chip of DSC that harmlessly floats over the crossbar for the goal kick. 36th minute, Chicho Arango for approximately the 49th time and recklessly lunges at Reynoso. 
earns himself a yellow to the delight of the Allianz Field crowd. And just moments later, he fouls Ray again. And the official comes up to him and says, hey, we're not going to be allowing that anymore. You got a yellow. If you do this again, I'm going to give you another one and you're going to be out of here. Um, 43rd minute, Arango gets on the receiving end of a cross, but his point blank header goes wide. Um, and then 45th minute, this is where Minnesota gets on the board, courtesy of one Brent Coleman. Minnesota's first goal in more than 315 minutes of play comes from the Woodbury native center back as he heads in a cross nicely to give the Loons the lead before half. That's off a of Reynoso corner. And of course, almost 320 minutes of no goals. And the one to put you on the board is your center back, Brent Coleman. Go figure. But Loons lead at half. Halftime sub, Abu Danladi on for Robin Lud. That'll change. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, 62nd minute, a great chance uh, to double the lead, but Garcia's effort from Amaria ends up over the bar. The newcomer has been all around the goal over these last couple matches. I think it's just a matter of time before he gets on the board and opens his account. But just two minutes later, LAFC, speaking of opening their account, they open their uh, their side of the scoreline here with the equalizer coming off the left foot of Carlos Vela. He beats DSC from outside the 18 with a banger. You're not going to see a much better goal uh, in MLS this week, I bet. Just a, a beautiful left-footed shot, just showing if you give if you give him any space, anywhere close to goal, uh, Vela's going to make you pay. And he does so here with an excellent goal that evens things up at one. 68th minute, Minnesota United sub. Just 22 minutes after subbing on, John Lottie comes off in favor of Joseph Rosales. Just seven minutes later, another sub. It's newbie for newbie. As Jonathan Gonzalez subs on for Garcia. One minute later in the 76, Rosales breaks down the right off the pass from Ray and centers one for Amaria right in front of goal. But both Crepo and an LAFC defender are there to muddy it up for Amaria. It is a corner, though. Uh, 88th, Reynoso carded for a foul following a turnover. Just a really dumb foul here, especially when you're on accumulation. He turns the ball over and just sort of just sort of grabs the guy. And um, now he'll be suspended for the Loons Nets match that's uh, Saturday at SKC. So what previously seemed like a very winnable match still seems winnable, but without Reynoso, it's going to be a lot more difficult, obviously. Uh, 90 plus four. This was the moment. This was the moment to win it if you're Minnesota United in stoppage time. A long ball over the top sees Crepo for some godforsaken reason come off his line out of the 18. He is outside the box, so he cannot grab this. And the ball bounces over his head. Reynoso is there on the receiving end. He gets a foot to it, but Kellen Acosta makes the game-saving challenge. Just one minute later, a last gasp for the Loons. DJ Taylor finds Jonathan Gonzalez for a last-second header. That begs wide of goal. And we end in a 1-1 draw. Man, just a back-and-forth match. Really fun match to watch. But as I mentioned, with the context of the last three, not being able to even find a point in your last three, this getting three points in this one was more important than it probably needed to be, and you didn't do it. And that's where the sourness comes into play. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, takeaways from this one, drop those in the chat as I'm going to go ahead and shout out our friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. If you want to know more about Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee, you can head to their website, N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com. You can see it right there. Um, or you can just stop by 801 South Ninth Street in Minneapolis in the Marcy Holmes neighborhood of Minneapolis. They're kind of between Dinkytown and Northeast there. Um, really centrally located in the Twin Cities. Easy to get to no matter where you are. Park, soccer, field, 
part indoor soccer facility, part coffee shop and bar. You heard me. So it's not just Night Street Soccer and Coffee. It's Night Street Soccer and Coffee and Tea and other various beverages and maybe most importantly, beer. That's right. They now serve beer at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. So whether you play, whether you're just a fan and you want to go play, you know, you want to go find a place to watch some good soccer with other soccer fans, or you're both. Maybe you want to go get a pickup game in and then enjoy a pint afterwards. You can do that at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. They have pickup most every night of the week. You know, regular pickup if you're competitive, 40-plus pickup if you're kind of in that older demographic. Women's only pickup is available as well. So if you are uh, somebody who likes to play pickup, who likes to get on the pitch, who likes to do their thing, uh, check out the affordable pickup weekly at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. But again, if that's not your jam, you want to just go and watch some soccer on the TVs and enjoy a few beverages, you can do that in their coffee shop slash bar area. Just a wonderful place, a wonderful hub for the Minnesota soccer community. Um, can't I can't begin to tell you how much I love going to Ninth Street. Uh, 801 South Ninth Street, Minneapolis is where you can find them, or you can check them out online, ninthstreetmpls.com. Again, N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com. Big thanks again to our friends at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee for sponsoring the Post Loons Post Game Show. All right, let's take at the stats from tonight, courtesy of Foot Mob. Um, expected goals. So it wasn't the vast underperformance of expected goals that we've seen from Minnesota United over the last couple matches. One goal and 1.63 XG. Um, and LAFC's XG right there at 1.00. Uh, Minnesota, 12 shots, two on target, three blocked. Of course, one hitting the word work there. Nine of their 12 shots coming from inside the box. That has been a common theme for Minnesota. Not firing too many from outside the 18. A lot of their opportunities are from inside the box, um, which also begs the question why more aren't getting on target, why a higher percentage aren't getting on target. Um, For LAFC, 10 shots, three on target, four blocked, seven inside the box, three outside the box for LAFC. Um, Looking at the best players in the match, Carlos Vela gets your foot mob player of the match. Brent Coleman gets your uh, Bell Bank man of the match for Minnesota United, uh, well-deserved after the goal there. And looking at kind of the past results for Minnesota United um, and LAFC, um, this is uh, their third draw in their last four meetings. So a lot of draws between the black and gold and the black and blue over the last few meetings. But yes, it is a 1-1 draw in the end for Minnesota United and LAFC. Going to stick around for a couple more minutes, guys. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts to drop in the chat, please do that. Although we can end things early here. Um, Looking ahead, as we mentioned, SKC on Saturday, 7 o'clock. And without Reynoso, it's going to be an even bigger match. I mean, look, anytime Minnesota United and LAFC get together, it's, you know, it's always close. It's aside from the 4-0 match last year. It's usually always close, and it's usually all um, – it's exciting in like a non-quality soccer kind of way, right? It's usually pretty – you know, they call it the nicest rivalry in soccer or nicest rivalry in sports, but usually it's pretty knockdown, drag out, pretty ugly soccer on the pitch, very muddied up the game. So we'll see if there's more of that on Saturday. But um, Minnesota, I'd expect without Reynoso, probably going back to that 5-3-2, 3-5-2 formation that worked pretty well. Um, against Portland. Hopefully they can find it in the back of the net this time. And then two weeks off, you're at San Jose on October 1st. That's a late start, 9 p.m. on October 1st. 
And then you're back at Allianz Field for Decision Day on October 9th, 4 p.m. kickoff there. So two road matches and a home match to finish things off for Minnesota. And we're going to wrap things up here tonight with our check of the table. And man, things are tight in the West. You look at Minnesota, fifth right now on 45 points. Um, They have the wins advantage over Portland for that fifth spot. Um, But Portland also on 45 points. RSL currently seventh with a game in hand, 43 points. And then the kicker here is LA Galaxy. So LA Galaxy currently below the playoff line in eighth. But they now have two games in hand on, you know, not only Minnesota United, but you look at Portland in sixth, Nashville in fourth, FC Dallas in third, LAFC now in first. LA Galaxy has two games in hand on pretty much everybody inside that inside that playoff line right now. So while you're in fifth and you're feeling, you know, pretty decent about the playoff chances right now, although a lot less decent than you did just a couple weeks ago, um, you've got to look at LA, LA Galaxy here with two games in hand. They make one of those up tomorrow. And so when you look at tomorrow's matchup, I'll get to it in just a second. It's loading. It's loading. Um, LA Galaxy at Vancouver tomorrow at 9 p.m. If you can stay up for that one, that's going to be one to keep an eye on if you're a Minnesota United fan because um, if Vancouver can scrounge out a result against the Galaxy, that will be huge for Minnesota United's playoff hopes and playoff standing. So that's going to be one to watch. But obviously, Minnesota, just they have to get their own work done. At SKC, at San Jose, home against Vancouver. For me, you got to get seven points. You have to get seven points. Now, with the caveat that if you do find a way to win the next two and maybe you solidify a home playoff standing or or whatever it is, maybe you don't need the points, then maybe you sit your starters and and you do take an L there on decision day. That would kind of stink last game of the season on Allianz Field. But if you have your goal wrapped up by then, maybe you do. But for all intents and purposes, it's probably not going to happen. And uh, you will need to sort of play out the rest of the season like it absolutely does. I think you need seven points out of these next three matches. I think if you did also, you put yourself in a good spot to uh, potentially host a playoff match at Allianz too. Not only make the playoffs, but things are so tight, you could really have a good shot at fourth place. All right, if there are no more questions or comments, we can end things early. Let's get to Twitter, though, because um, people do leave some questions and comments on Twitter. Uh, we do have our little post-game uh, call out on the Soda Soccer Twitter account for how people are feeling after the match, sort of full-time thoughts, full-time feelings. Um, at Drake underscore sucks. <laughs> love that URL or love that uh, love that handle. Uh, nice to see finally a little fight, but I'm definitely nervous. I think we need seven points from the last three. I agree with you, Drake sucks. Um, at Doc Jen R-H-I-T, one point is better than none. I do agree, but you kind of put yourself in a position where you could have really used three in this one. At Evan for Soccer News, really well played by everyone not named Abu Dunlady. Yeah, not a great cameo for Dunlady in this one. And finally, at Markness Visible says, effort was strong, but quality and effort are not the same. Too ponderous on the ball in the first. Couldn't consistently get on the ball in the second until late. Frustrating watching that goal unfold in slow motion. Ariaga with a poor decision out of position, never recovered. Yeah, you could chalk it up as well. That's Carlos Vela doing Carlos Vela things. But you also need to know who you're dealing with, right? You also need to know that that's Carlos freaking Vela outside of the 18 with the ball. You cannot give him space uh, to operate. Because if you do, if you if you do give him space, he is going to make you pay. 
as he did in that one. All right, guys, that'll do it for Post Loons tonight. Thank you to everybody who tuned in, who contributed or left their questions and comments on Twitter and YouTube. Really appreciate it. We will be back Saturday following Loons SKC. Again, an even bigger one um, with the draw tonight, and you're going to be without Amanda Reynoso. So we'll see what Adrian Heath and Co. decide to do on Saturday, but it's a big one, and we'll be here again, as always, afterwards for another edition of Post Loons. Till then, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you Saturday. See you.